Warning, this episode contains discussion of sex, violence, and weird, gross sex violence. It's not our fault. That's what's in the Bible. Welcome to Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast where an ex-Christian and a non-believing sort of Jew read all the way through the Bible for the first time. I'm Lauren O'Neill. And I'm Nico Bakulich. And let's get biblical. So because this is our first episode, we wanted to give you a little background. Um, First of all, we're dating. We've been dating for years and living together for years, Um, just in case you were wondering, like, if we were friends doing podcasts or whatever. Um, We are together. And we also want to say up front that this is not a Bible study podcast or a Christian Mm -mm. podcast. We're not going to be intentionally like tearing the Bible apart or making fun of it unnecessarily. Neither of us is strong enough to tear a Bible apart, I don't think. Definitely not me. You might enjoy it still if you're a Christian, but it is not. We're not here to worship or anything like that. So if we're not here to worship or do anything like that, uh, why are we here? Well, (laughs) um, so for me, I grew up Christian, Presbyterian to be specific. I went to Sunday school all throughout my childhood. Um, And then in high school, I was in the youth group. I sang in the worship band and I taught Sunday school. Um, And now I'm an atheist. (laughs) Um, But even though I used to have to memorize Bible verses every week, I've never actually read through the Bible cover to cover. So I thought it'd be interesting to do that now from this vantage point and see, you know, what I still like, what I still reject, what surprises me, what's interesting to me now Mm -hmm. um, as an adult, as an atheist. What about you? Me? (laughs) Yes, you. (laughs) Well, I want to do, I want to read the whole Bible for a couple of reasons. One, to spend more uh, time with with you, Aww. the listener. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tricked again. And to, I, I wasn't really raised with any sort of religion. Um, I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing or a good thing. Um, but, you know, I've always been a little curious about it. So I'm, I'm sort of coming at it from the angle of this is a, a book that's important to a lot of people. So I feel like I should be educated about it and, and know what's going on. I'm just here to soak it all in and take what I can from it. I just want our listeners to know that Nico didn't know that Lent was 40 days long. He doesn't know anything about the Bible. Well, I know a couple of things about the Bible now. Well, yeah, because we read one book. So we read Genesis and we're going to talk to you about it. But first, I want to, um, well, we're reading different Bibles, mm. we should say. Mm. So I'm reading the New International Version, NIV. Um, because that's what I grew up with, and so it's what I had in my house already. But you, Nico... I'm reading the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version, specifically the Oxford NRSV, with, like, bonus features. It's got the Apocrypha in it, which I imagine is, like, you know, 
That's like the blooper reel at the end of the Bible. Sure, yeah. It's got all the cool secret stuff, like where Jackie Chan jumps off the bridge and breaks his foot. And yeah. Stuff. I, as far as I know, that's in there. So basically, um, our Bibles might not match up all the time, mm-hmm. um, but we're interested to see how that happens, if it does happen. So let's get started at the very beginning mm-hmm. with Genesis. Appropriately enough. Appropriately enough. It's the second longest book in the Bible, so there's a lot of ground to cover. So this might not be the most typical episode, but we're going to see how it goes. Um, if you like have grown up without religion um, and you're just like existing in the world and you've heard a Bible story <laughs> that isn't about Jesus or Moses, it's probably in Genesis. We're going to cover like a bunch. We're going to cover like all the greatest hits of Bible stories that you've heard of. So the Hebrew name for Genesis is Bereshit. I should mention that although I am not Jewish, I speak a little Hebrew. So uh, Bereshit means like means in the beginning because those are the first two words in the beginning. Mm. Well, there are three in English. There are one in Hebrew, actually. So, so average it out to two. Got it. Um, Nailed it. God creates the, you know, the sky, the earth, the water, whatever, rest on the seventh day. So Garden of Eden... Adam and Eve, the serpent tempts them, they eat the fruit, everyone blames it on Eve. So everything in the Garden of Eden was made specifically for people. And then there was a t- one thing that wasn't... Yeah. Okay. So they ate that thing. Well, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, But it's it's this is some like parenting 101 shit. <laughs> like, if, you, if that's the only thing you tell your kid not to do... I say this confidently as someone... Who, who has never even has held a baby. Never held a baby. <laughs> but if you tell your kids not to do one thing, that's a super way of guaranteeing that they will try their hardest to do that thing. So they get kicked out of Eden. Mm-hmm. They then have two sons, Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. You may have heard of them. Uh, Cain is the oldest one. Okay. And he is like loves making vegetable dishes. Of and course. Always sacrificing, like, lentil stew to oh, God. Oh, dude, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but lentil stew will come back in a major way in this <laughs> book of the Bible. No spoilers. <laughs> um, so Cain, Cain's the oldest, vegetarian. Abel is the youngest, and he is the one who tends the flocks. Mm-hmm. And so they're both giving sacrifices to God, veggie and meat sacrifices. Veg and non-veg, yeah. And God decides he likes the meat better. Of course. Initiating a tradition in the book of Genesis, (laughs) youngest kids getting treated better than oldest kids, as usual. Okay. I'm the oldest of three. Okay. Uh, Cain kills Abel. Mm -hmm. In like a sentence. Yeah. And then God asks him, where's your brother? And he says... Am I my brother's keeper? So that's that's a famous Bible line. Which is such a shitty way to answer that question. <laughs> I said that like so many times genuinely throughout my childhood because <laughs> I like actually had to watch my siblings and I'd be like, no, I'm not their keeper. Um, and uh, so then Cain gets sent off to the land of Nod mm-hmm. by Cain. And he becomes a vampire or something? He like has a bunch of kids that and it's like this kid invented the flute. This kid invented bronze work. <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh. Adam lives 
930 years. I, I wrote that exact same number down because I was like, dude, they're elves, right? From Lord of the Rings. Maybe. Maybe the Garden of Eden is actually Lothlorien. Oh, and they had, did I already say they had Seth? Uh, no. Who was that again? So Abel's dead and Cain is exiled. So now they don't have any kids anymore. Oh. So they have Seth, another son. So who's um, they? Adam and Eve. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> the only two people that exist so far. Well, they just had two kids <laughs> and one of them was exiled. Where was he exiled to if there were no people? He's exiled to the land of Nod. And he's the only person there? Uh, you know, he has a wife and... Uh, well, who's she, where's she from? Look, it's best not to look too closely. Is she yeah. like a Neanderthal or something? I guess. Is that Maybe. Is that they, where we got the like Neanderthal DNA? Maybe. That's how we invented the flute and bronze work. <laughs> so, yeah, then Seth lives for 912 years, uh-huh. and then his son lives for 900 years. They all have kids at age like 130. How are the last 500 years of your life? Is it like... I know, right? Like, how, when do you get old? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. Because, like, do you go gray at 60 and then spend the next 900 years old? Because that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, that would be the worst. That well, would be hell. No, because they're having kids at, like, age 120, so. Well, 120, sure. But. So we go down through time. They all live, like, 900 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's Keenan, there's Methuselah, who lives 969 years. Nice. Funky. And then eventually we get to Noah. And you all know about Noah. He's the only righteous one. Everyone else sucks. Right. So God decides to flood everybody, gets them on the ark. Did you know, did you realize they're on the ark for a year? Yeah. I mean, I also noticed this time, I mean, it's not like I've ever, ever read it before, but in I've, when I've heard this story, God also tells him to take all possible food, all possible edible food on mm-hmm. the ark. So they not only have two of every animal. Up four in some cases, because they're supposed to yes. take two pairs of the clean ones so that they can sacrifice a pair yeah. and then take two unclean animals. But they also have every every possible food. Every one. Every single... Well, if you had every They've possible got, food, you could stay on the boat forever, I guess. They've got Soylent. Mm-hmm. They've got watermelon gummy bears. Sure. All possible foods. Fro, froyo. Oh, Froyo. Jimmy's. <laughs> So they're on the ark for the year. Um, well, the, it rains for 40 days and 40 nights, but mm-hmm. but then they're on, they, they're still on the ark for mm-hmm. a whole year. So then they get out and replant and repopulate the earth somehow. Well, you know how incest. Oh, yeah. Well. I don't know. Like, logically, isn't that the only way that you repopulate the earth? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, except for the Neanderthals, I guess. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's, they some, just... maybe they took two Neanderthals on the ark. <laughs> Harsh. Huge. <laughs> You're slamming you Neanderthals slam out of nowhere. Noah's sons see him naked and drunk. Oh, yeah. So this is what happens. Noah gets drunk uh-huh. and passes out naked. And Ham, oh, he has three sons. Yeah. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Curly. <laughs> Japheth. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Ham, true to his dumb name, <laughs> sees his dad's Stupid dick. Stupid meat name. And instead of just covering him up, Mm -hmm. he's like, bros, you got to see this. Dad's (laughs) dick is showing. And for that, he's cursed forever. Right. And his line is also cursed. Yeah. And all his descendants are cursed. So the three sons of Noah repopulate the earth. Nimrod gets brought up next. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't have any notes about Nimrod. Well, the only thing I want to talk about Nimrod is that 
he was the first person to become a mighty warrior. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it was said, like Nimrod, a mighty warrior before the Lord. Yeah, apparently that was a saying back then. It's uh, it's four thousand years ago. Perfect saying. It's all there in black and white. Um, So then, next we have the Tower of Babel, Mm -hmm, which is a confusing story to me. Something that I just learned for the first time, um, from my Bible's notes, Mm -hmm. is that. The Tower of Babel, like I've always thought of it as like a European castle tower. Okay. But it's actually a ziggurat. Oh, well, yeah, that, I guess so. And apparently there were lots of ziggurats in ancient Babylon uh-huh. that had names like Stairway to Heaven and like Connection Between Earth and Sky. That's cool. So. Black Dog. <laughs> immigrant Song, mm-hmm. my favorite ziggurat. <laughs> So I guess that was like a real thing. People like, I don't know, people were really making like big towers. But the point of this story is to explain why the world speaks so many different languages. Cool. Okay. So now we're moving on to the story of Abram. And this is where it starts getting like more story-ish. Mm-hmm. The narrative really emerges here. Instead of just like, this is why like snakes don't have feet. <laughs> it's because of the Garden of Eden. Or like, this is why people speak different languages. Mm-hmm. This is where we get the saying, Nimrod is a mighty warrior. <laughs> like, but so now we're going to get into like more story territory. Okay. Tell me a story. Well. You don't have to actually tell me a story, but. Abram. Oh, this story? Oh. <laughs> I just read this one. <laughs> so you, uh, s- s- from Shem, uh-huh. a bunch of people begat a bunch of other people and eventually mm-hmm. you get to Abram. And so Abram is married to a woman named Sarai. Okay. They're traveling in Egypt. Okay. Abram decides to pull a Jack White mm-hmm. and say that his wife is a sister. <laughs> So his his rationale for this is that if he says it's his wife, like his wife is very beautiful. They're also like they're 70. Mm, but they're a young 70. Yeah, they're a young 70. And he says his wife is very beautiful and someone's going to like kill him and steal her. As you do. So he's just going to say that she's a sister and then. Which prevents that. And then what happens is Pharaoh like takes her as a wife, uh-huh. realizes that she's actually Abram's wife, not his sister. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? And then for some reason... He's he's like he's like why did you do me like that mm-hmm. like I I wasn't gonna hurt you like what the hell right and then he like gives him a bunch of money why so Abram gets rich that's how he like makes his first million <laughs> is by like pimping out his wife in but in in the most cowardly possible in the ways. most cowardly <laughs> possible way so then. Oh, he also has his nephew Lot with him. Uh-huh. And then Lot splits off and goes to settle in Sodom. And we'll get back to him later. So Sarai is barren. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's a politically correct term anymore. But that's what my Bible says. Okay. And they want to have kids. So they pray to God. And God says, sure, sacrifice some animals and I'll give you plentiful offspring not just plentiful i mean there's so much talk in this section of the bible about everybody's having so many kids that they're uncountable yeah. like the sand sand uh, and the, the sea beach and or whatever. the yeah, yeah. stars in the sky is this everybody's dream 
to have like six million kids. I mean, like, I guess it was back then. Like, there's no greater success in life than having infinite kids. I mean, kind of. I mean, like, the, all your kids would die and stuff before they even grew up. And then, mm. like, but you only need like 12, you know, and then you're kind of sorted. But I guess then they have 12. Yeah. And then and, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's like a ziggurat scheme. <laughs> but then, like, he still doesn't make. Sarai able to bear children yet. Right. So then she gives Abram her handmaid. Mm-hmm. This is where the title for The Handmaid's Tale comes from. Oh, is that true? Yep. Uh, whose name is Hagar. Mm-hmm. And Abram gets Hagar pregnant with Ishmael. And then Sarai is like, all jealous. But and was- that was her idea. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, maybe she was like, everybody was like, what you have to do is give her, is give your husband your maid. And she's like, well, okay. I mean, I I would really not put it past the Bible's author. Uh-huh. I mean, like, we already know, like, everything got blamed on Eve. So probably everything just got blamed on Sarai, too. Um, so then God, like, comes to him again. He's like, no, 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 it's cool. Like, I'm going to I'm going to make Sarai bear children. But I'm going to need you to do something really important. And that. Is cut off your dick skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's and, like, and all of your whole crew. Yeah, your whole crew. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta be circumcised. Mm-hmm. That's like my main deal. Right. Like, like that's that's most important to me out uh-huh. of everything. Like, is it, that you need to be circumcised. It looks better. It's better for cleanliness. You ever see porn with uncircumcised? No, it's gross. Nobody it, likes it. Abram's like, yeah, well, it's good. Abram's like, can't argue with that. I have not seen that. <laughs> so that's that's the time. When he changes their names. So now that they've ultra committed to uh-huh. God with this penis pledge, now they get to change their names. So Abram becomes Abraham, Sariah becomes Sarah. Got it. And they have a kid. Anyway, they so they like they laugh when God tells them that they'll have a kid. Right. And that's why their kid is named Isaac. All of the important people are named in like Hebrew puns. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like named in Hebrew puns. So like, I had no, I, I did not know that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh yeah. So Yitzchak means so dumb. Means like laughter. Well, it's not dumb. It's just very strange. You know, it's like the words mean so much. They're like so powerful that the pun is so holy. Like, yeah, they're like holy puns. <laughs> they're holy puns. I had no idea that yeah. such a thing existed. Yeah. But this book is full of them. Uh, so yeah, Isaac is named after laughter. And uh, okay, before before we get to Isaac, we have to take a little detour to a place I like to call Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> Do you like to call it that because those are the the names of the places? Yes, I very much enjoy calling things by their proper names. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, so they mostly talk about Sodom in the book. I was kind of confused. Where's what's Gomorrah? What's all it's this just Gomorrah? A, it's just like the neighboring town. Okay, but all this stuff takes place in Sodom. Yeah, it's just like. Associated with it. An associated act? Yeah. Feature Sodom featuring Gomorrah? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. They're like part of the same crew or whatever. Okay, so Lot's, Lot's story is basically like, God says there's this wicked place, he's sick of it, and he's going to burn it all down. Even though he fucking promised. That he wouldn't do this again, I know. He set up a rainbow and he was like, like look, I regret this. I, <laughs> I made some rash decisions. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'm sorry, we're not gonna do. He this got thing. he got remorseful instantly. Yeah, he by did. the way, he's it like was... he's like, I really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's very interesting because it's like, uh, 
like a very ancient version of God mm-hmm. who like is more like a Greek God who has like temper tantrums. Sure. Um, and, tries to learn from his mistakes. And it like feels regret, yeah. you know, and, and now the Christian concept of God, like he definitely couldn't like feel regret because he's perfect and everything he does is perfect. Right. But in Sodom, he decides, look, I'm sick of this town. They're all jerks there. And he sends sends a couple of angels to burn it down. But before he does that, he has this negotiation with Abraham. God says, if I find 100 good people in Sodom, I wouldn't destroy it. And Abraham's like, really? And he negotiates them all the way down to 10. Yeah. And they can't find 10 good people But they people can't find Sodom. 10. So then, like, at that point, I guess it's like, well... <laughs> You couldn't even come up with 10, like... <laughs> I mean, all props to Abraham there. He did his absolute best to try to save that yeah, city. Yeah, he did. And they would have had 10 good souls if Lot's idiot stepsons... I know, or his sons-in-law. Sons-in-law. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but anyway, the angels show up at Lot's house. The All Lot's neighbors um, come around and knock on the door and say, we would love to rape those angels. Does if... your Bible say rape? Uh, no, but it's in, in as many words. My Bible says has sex with we want to have sex with them really yeah our mine has that's what the niv has chosen really that's bizarre i mean it's not bizarre because that's exactly what they mean right but mine has the we we want to go into those strangers whoa i think no 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 go into is like the impregnate thing i'd have to look up the exact verbiage there but it's it's basically like they want to have their way with them right yeah um and lot says no no way these are guests so you can't do that Instead, take my virgin daughters instead. Absolutely natural thing to do. And this is the only, this is the best guy. This is the best guy in town. This is the only guy worth saving. Yeah. He just fucking offered his virgin daughters up to be raped. Seems like kind of a chump. A great host, but a chump. (laughs) (laughs) I bet he like, like brings you a little breakfast in bed in the morning. (laughs) The toasted almonds. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, don't worry about the dishes. I got the dishes. Turkish coffee, you know, (laughs) that shit's hard to clean up. You forget, you don't realize that. But um, yeah, he offers offers the crowd his daughters. The crowd refuses. They're like, nah, man, give me some of that angel stuff. <laughs> and uh, eventually the angels go outside and tell everyone to fuck off. Um, and Lot's family steals out of town to a cave outside of town. They just start running. Mm-hmm. Lot's wife looks back, which right. they're not allowed to do. She, she looks back in salt. anger. Yeah. Like the song. Not like the song. What? Nope. Nothing like the song. That was an incorrect comparison. But they get to the cave outside of town, and Lot's daughters think it's the end of the world. Okay. They're the, they're the last people in the world. Why do they... Why? Apparently because Lot is an idiot, and his whole family is idiots. First of all, his sons-in-law won't go with him. Like, he's like, guys, These the angels, are angels are coming here to destroy us, and they just, like, think he's joking. So... He should he should be more forceful. He's like my family. Like I may never have talked about this. My family has a direct line to God. <laughs> we talk with him all the time. I've seen like. Why do you think we're all circumcised? <laughs> I've seen like a hundred angels, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, whatever, old man. You know. Anyway, they get to the cave, and Lot's daughters think it's the end of the world, so they they'll have to repopulate the earth again, like for the fourth time or whatever, and so they get Lot drunk and sleep with him. So, okay, this is the most woman-blaming bullshit ever. (laughs) How many times in history Uh has a daughter raped a father? I mean, zero. two in this book. Zero. At least. Three. This is a total cover-up for Lot. We already know that he was going to offer them up to be raped. (laughs) 
Like that's true. This dude sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does suck by by pretty much any modern definition. And there's no way. First of all, okay, I'll, the mechanics, the mechanics don't work. That's true. He's supposed to be passed out drunk. Huh? They say he's passed out. Like they specifically say he's passed out so he can have no knowledge, so he can get off scot free. Right. How is he gonna? How is he gonna have sex and get them pregnant? They get pregnant. Right. How are they gonna get pregnant when he's passed out? But anyway, some more fucking cover ups uh-huh. for men. What what happens after Lot? I'm, I'm then we go back to like the main story, right? Because there's yeah. then we get back to the this person to get that person and et cetera. Et so cetera. then we have Isaac. Isaac is born after that. Okay. Hagar and Ishmael are sent away because Sarah is too jealous. Right. Then we get to the binding. So God, this is also another famous Bible story. God tells Abraham to sacrifice Isaac and then switches out. Well, at the very last minute, he tells him to stop. Right. Well, Sarah dies. Isaac grows up. Sarah's buried in the cave of the patriarchs, which is a real place that you can visit. A lot of these places in the Bible are like real places, and they seem to delight in the fact that like, like they stopped for water at the well at Beth El, which is still there. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh I, yeah, like I it says that in the, in the Bible. It's yeah. cool. It's like, like, I'm fine if it's a real place or not. I don't really that's care. That's not like a note. That's not like a scholarly note. That's like what it says in the actual Bible. Yeah. Um. So Isaac grows up. He marries Rebecca. The only notable thing about this that I want to note Mm -hmm. is that so like Abraham sends a servant out to find a wife for Isaac and like God sends him a sign that it's this woman at the well. And so then the first thing he does is give her a nose ring. I tried to use this excuse (laughs) to get my parents to let me get my nose pierced when I was a teenager. Wow. Citing citing biblical sources here? Yeah. But did it work? It didn't work. Oh. So, but then I got my nose pierced when I turned 18 and I still have it to this day. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it nose ring, a mighty warrior, <laughs> a mighty warrior before God, <laughs> a mighty, a mighty nose ring before nose. So then Isaac. Okay. Uh-huh. This is a weird part. This is like some records got scrambled. Okay. Cause Isaac does this same pulls a Jack White again. Right. And he says, Rebecca's his sister. Well, he's he's heard his dad tell the story enough fucking times, right? And he's like, man, my dad's the slyest hog in the world. So, like, he, the the king is the same king. Uh-huh. Or the, it has the same name, Abimelech. Right. So, like, some someone was taking notes wrong. Or, like, someone messed up their, like, oral <laughs> recitation of it. Uh-huh. Like, it has the same king, the same everything. He gets rich from it. But that's, like... Why would it be the same name? Why would the king have the same name? Well, kings do traditionally have the same name sometimes. Oh, I guess that's true. Right. I shouldn't say Abimelech II. Well, maybe it's obvious. Mm. It's hundreds of years later. <laughs> well, who knows how who knows how long they live? Maybe Abimelech's gonna live to nine hundred. Like That's a good point too. He could be from the old generation. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. It could be the same actual dude. Yeah. Like with a new a new generation. What is that? Of at wives. most like a hundred years later? Yeah, like not even. He could be hundred fifty yeah. easily. Yeah. So I think you just answered your own question. Played myself. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Um, so then Isaac is going to have Jacob. But before we get to Jacob. Look, we're about halfway through Genesis. Let's take a quick break. Listen to some music. Let's hear from our sponsors, Nature Box. <laughs> no, no, you can't say that. 
You're going to hear a little bit of music and we'll be right back. Okay, bye. But I did eat some Nature Box snacks while I was reading this. Welcome back to Sunday School Dropouts. We are talking about Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. J and E. J and E in the morning. <laughs> um, so Jacob and Esau are twins. Okay. Uh, they're born from Isaac and Rebecca. Okay. Uh, Esau's the oldest. Jacob comes out second. Clearly Jacob's going to be favorite. Right. There are a lot of... A lot of things in this story that immediately stuck out to me as biblical red flags. <laughs> uh, would you care to elaborate? Uh, sure. Well, I mean, the firstborn thing, totally. Like the doctor or the midwife or whatever ties a little ribbon on the firstborn one to indicate that there's obviously going to be some conflict in between them. I'm like, okay, well, that's a bad sign. It's like a literal red flag. Like, I mean, it's literal red ribbon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Esau sells his birthright to Jacob later for some lentil stew. Yeah. And like... This is like when Bart sold his soul to Millhouse. It's exactly for like, like $5 Bart sold. or whatever it was. It's 100% exactly the same. Except as soon as he did that, I was like, okay, well, here's the conflict. It's going to be over birthright. And like, Esau, get your head straight. Man. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, he was so hungry. That's like, <laughs> it's like the quote, the quote of my Bible is, look, I'm going to die. <laughs> Just give me that lentil stew. You don't think he's being, he's not being hyperbolic? <laughs> I mean, like, he's definitely being hyperbolic, <laughs> but he's like so hungry he can't think straight. He's hangry. Mm-hmm. He needs needs some fucking pizza rolls. Give or me something. those lentils. Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> Give me those Totino's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Another classic Bible line. There. How awesome is this? How awesome is this? Right. <laughs> Another line. Totino's pizza rolls from Genesis. Mm-hmm. So good, you'll sell your birthright for them. <laughs> Put your hand under my thigh and tell me you don't love Totino's oh, yeah. pizza roll. I guess that's like um, testifying. Yeah, it's, it's grab like my balls and tell yeah. me the truth. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't tell a lie while your hands are on somebody's genitals. That's just nature. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> nature has ways of shutting that right down. There, it's like really focused. Genesis is like really focused on the penis mm-hmm. in a way that I... Did not learn in Sunday school. Wow. Uh, yeah. So then in addition to stealing his birthright, mm-hmm. Jacob also steals his blessing. Yes. Because so Isaac, their father, is going blind and he wants to give his blessing to his firstborn because oldest kids rule and youngest kids drool. Mm-hmm. That's established. And because he's blind, he can't really see. So Jacob is Rebecca's favorite. So she like has him trick Isaac. Right. And be like, hey, it's me, Esau. And so then he blesses Jacob. You know, like a ridiculously complicated ruse where yeah, Jacob like gra- steals Esau's clothes, cooks the food just like Esau would. And also puts goat skins on him. Right. Because to make Esau's him feel hairy. Rough. What? Esau means like red and hairy or something. Oh. 
So Isaac Isaac is such a clown, man. I know. And he's like You think if he was blind he would be able to be like, Whoa, that's a fucking goat skin. That's well, not a person. Also like Have you turned into a goat, my he son? He says, hmm, your voice is like Jacob. <laughs> But your skin is like Esau. It's not. It's not. Poor, poor, naive Isaac. Poor, naive Isaac. Esau stays in Canaan where they're living Mm -hmm. and he gets married. Um, Jacob goes out to his uncle's place. His uncle's named Laban. Mm -hmm. It's Rebecca's brother. I did not realize that that was his uncle. So he's marrying... He wants to marry his uncle's daughter, Uh Rachel. Yeah, the pretty one. Look, again, not my place to judge. So, okay. So let's go into his whole fucking wife and kids mess. Okay. Because it's a mess. Yes. Do you want to start off? Sure. Well, he wants to marry... uh, I'm going to script Wants to marry Rachel. Wants to marry Rachel. It's a classic Jacob-Rachel situation. Team Jacob, et cetera. (laughs) He wants to marry Rachel, and then... And he says, I'll work for you seven years. Right. For and your daughter's hand of marriage. Exactly. And then he does it. Um, he's a herding sheep mm-hmm. over here, herding sheep over there. Wherever they need to go, he's got them. Anyway, then the, the, the guy, Levon. Levon, yeah. Levon. Oh, does your say Levon? It says Levon. I'm oh. just getting it wrong. Um, Levon says, perfect. Great work. It's time to marry Rachel. And then they have an elaborate ceremony where the bride is veiled. And of course, Levon swaps out the bride's. And he puts in the oldest daughter, mm-hmm. Leah. Leah. Pulls a classic wife swap situation yeah. on him. The um, original wife swap. This is where they got the idea for the TV show. This the is the pilot. The original wife swap. It's the subtitle for the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jacob is basically like, oh, damn, you screwed me, <laughs> dude. Like, <laughs> I wanted to marry the other one. And a week, basically. Uh, and the, Well, then they say it's like a taming of the shrew deal. Right. Because they're like. Well, you can't marry the youngest one, so right. we had to give you the oldest one first. But mm-hmm. if you work for me another seven years, then you can have Rachel. So then he does that. Then he does it, and he just gets Rachel. But he also gets both of their maidservants, both right. their handmaids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so they basically he has a bunch of kids with different ones, mm-hmm. but he can't have one with Rachel at first. Right. And Rachel is like the one that he actually wants to have kids with. Mm-hmm. That's the woman he wanted to marry originally. And of course, Leah, as the oldest daughter, gets screwed. But so they're they're having kids. They're getting all jealous of each other. Uh, and then finally he has one kid with Rachel, which is Joseph. Right. So then, then they, okay, so he's got all these wives and kids. Right. And he decides to leave. Remind me who we're talking about again? Jacob. Jacob. Thank you. Decides to leave his uncle's place. Um, and But this is, it's weird when he leaves because first of all, he... Does he tricks his uncle into giving him like more goats? Right, by some elaborate scheme. Some elaborate scheme that the Bible thinks is very clever, and mm-hmm. it's like absolutely the Bible yeah, is so loving like, this. Like because he says he's going to take just like the striped the, and spotted ones, the speckled goats. Mm-hmm. So then he like draws speckles on them, but that's not. It's not like he draws speckles on them and then takes those. He like draws speckles on them, then mates those two. And then they have speckled children. He draws because... speckles on the strongest and best goats. Yeah. So that in the next generation, which of course the kid, the kids take on the drawn on speckles they and spots. Take, yeah, that's how genetics works. Mm-hmm. And so then he, then he takes those. Right. Um, so we get like this big interlude about speckled goats. Then they like leave in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And then Laban like catches up to them the next day. And he's like, 
why'd you leave? We were just, I was just like, I would have given you a going away party. Like, <laughs> it's like, why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Dude, right. yeah. I'm just trying, I'm just. Severe lack of communication <laughs> skills on like, some of these guys. I'm just trying to live a normal life. Why do you have to come up with these elaborate pranks on me? Yeah. Well, to be fair, LeBon has pulled some elaborate pranks of his own. I mean, that's fair. That's, that's actually totally fair. The weirdest part of this to me uh-huh. is that when they go to leave, Rachel takes the household gods. Right. She steals the, uh, the idols. Yeah. So first of all, like Laban has other gods. Is the, yeah. Is I noticed like, that as well. He's not polytheistic. Right. Um, second of all, Rachel is apparently, I mean, she cares enough about it to take them. Or she's just a mean bitch that don't care about <laughs> anybody, you know? But she's supposed to be like the chosen one. She's she's giving birth to Joseph. Maybe it was just like a more or better, more is better kind of thing. Be like, I mean, fair enough. I'd rather have more gods on my side. Yeah, like, well, okay, like my husband's got his thing. Mm-hmm. I'll just take these between the two of us. We got to go. When Laban catches up to them, he's like, "Hey, where's my gods? Uh-huh. I'm going to search all your tents." Right. And so he searches everything, but Rachel sits on the she, gods. She's just sitting on them and says, "I can't stand up because I'm on my period." Right. What the hell? I don't know. I, I I feel like we're missing some context in this about why they need to go to such extremes to like pull this tricky shit. It's so weird that like she can't stand up and like menstruation is so taboo mm-hmm. that she cannot stand up mm-hmm. in front of her father when she's on her period. I, I have no answers. Yeah. I don't it know. seems like a really half-baked way to pull that trick. And like, what was her plan? Yeah. I guess I that know. was her plan. Yeah. Uh, as they're traveling, Jacob... Sends everybody over the river, but he doesn't go himself. Right. Oh, he night. does this does this crazy dance with all of his stuff because he's so paranoid about Esau. It's like that riddle where it's like you have a fox, a hen, and a bag of corn, and you have to get across the river. Right. I don't understand why all the detail in this section. It makes no difference. It's also totally pointless. Well, I wonder, like, like ancient writing was probably first developed to keep track of like livestock. Oh, and that's a good point. Keep track of grains. So right. maybe that was like, if you're like, if the vocabulary for that is really developed. Yeah, and uh, maybe like if you're a scribe, like that's what you're using. You know, maybe you're like, you're like, so then they so, cross the so river, the, and you're like, whoa, wait, wait, you don't just cross a river. Can we pad this out a yeah, little like bit? Yeah, like what? How many goats did they have? So how the, many sheaves of wheat did they need to get across the river? Right. The priest comes to the scribe and must be like, we have to get this stuff written down. We've been telling these stories for hundreds of years. And they're like, what can you write? You know, I can write whatever you want as long as it involves lists of things that as long are as it involves numbers of animals, <laughs> pounds of goods, etc. Measurements is, of the ark. It's like, I can try to do whatever you want, but I'm just letting you know what I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> well, in well, in this whole process, there's a point at which he meets him and then beats him in wrestling. Right. I mean, he's wrestling with God. Right. In human form, not right. an angel. Well, isn't that kind of the same thing? I'm not qualified to have that argument with you. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, and this is his renaming, just like Abram got renamed oh, to yeah, Abraham. Oh, he, he got a sweet new name. Jacob gets the name Israel, mm-hmm. which means wrestling with God. Did you know that? That it means wrestling with God? Mm-hmm. No, I did not know that. Yeah, so that's the country is named after one of these Old Testament Hebrew puns. Hebrew puns? Yeah. Sweet. Well, Some I guess it's not really a pun, it's, but it's like a... Yeah, kind of. A moniker or whatever. Right. So then um, then we get this brief interlude with Dinah. 
This is. I didn't write down. I didn't write down anything about this. Oh, okay, it so made no impact on me. Dinah is their one daughter. Okay. Jacob's one daughter, and Dinah. Uh, so they get to Canaan. Okay. Which is like who, a f- who gets to Canaan? Uh, Jacob. This is like Esau lives in Canaan. Esau is still in Canaan. Okay. Jacob went out to his uncle's right. and comes back to Canaan, and then this Canaanite guy, Shechem. I don't know how it's how what the English pronunciation is. This Canaanite guy, Shechem. Wants to marry Dinah, and they have sex. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, yeah, yeah, I want to marry her. And they're like, okay, um, you can marry her, but you have to all get circumcised. Right. Because that's You and like, your whole crew. Yeah, you and your whole crew. Like everyone the in the city. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think circumcision is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a confused and lonely man. <laughs> um, and so then... They're like, oh, that's cool, because then we're going to join families, and their family's really rich, so mm. it's, like, totally worth it. Um, but instead, what happens is they all get circumcised, and it specifies three days later, they're still all lying around in pain. Right. Like, it's been three days, and they're still uh-huh. incapacitated. Tip of their dick fell off. Right. I would be, imagine at least a little discomfort. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. That's what circumcision is. Then while they're all lying there incapacitated with sore dicks, they go in and slaughter them all. And take all their belongings and take their wives and children. Right. And this is all Dinah's brothers. So this is all the sons that Jacob had with Leah and Rachel and the two handmaids. And Jacob doesn't even, this was like not Jacob's idea. He's like, what the fuck, guys? I was like, we were going to have a peaceful life here. (laughs) We were going to like live with my brother. Like everything was going to be cool. And they're like, well, what? you're just going to like let our sister get treated like a whore mm-hmm. like and have sex before marriage and then bam story over bam story over except then there's this like little sentence at the end that's like oh yeah and then reuben the the first son born to leah has sex with bilha sex with one of the handmaids what <laughs> that was not covered in sunday school oh yeah and also like what you're like getting all high and mighty about sexual purity slaughtering people for one premarital instance of sex, and then you go and have sex with your like incestuous stepmom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, after all that Canaan stuff is done, we get on to the story of Joseph proper, right? Yeah. Okay. So Joseph is um, the second youngest uh-huh. of the like twelve or so children. Right. Benjamin's the youngest. Right. And Joseph and Benjamin were Rachel's children. Okay. So Rachel was Jacob's favorite wife. Yeah. And that's why those two are his favorites. Got it. So he's always favoring Joseph. He gives him this ornamental robe, which is, you've heard of the coat of many colors or the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, and the other sons get jealous and just sell him into slavery and say that he died. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Reuben is all like, hey guys, let's not kill him. Let's, let's just-, just go have sex with... Our dad's other wives. It's I cool. actually wrote We're down not related. Reuben, top notch sandwich, better brother. <laughs> no, he's not a good brother. He's a good brother. I mean, he's like slightly less bad than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. He's like the second best. I guess. After Benjamin, who is, of course, not complicit in the sale of yeah. Joseph. Yeah, Benjamin has nothing to do with it. He's mm-hmm. still like young. I have here Genesis 42. Joseph is a straight gangster. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh. Um, I assume it means how he's everywhere he goes, he's immediately the best at whatever he does. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everybody immediately is like, whoa, 
you're good at what you do. Yeah. Uh, so first he's like a servant in Potiphar's household, this guy mm-hmm. named Potiphar in Egypt. Um, and he's really good at it. But then Potiphar's wife unsuccessfully tries to seduce him and then accuses him of trying to rape her. Right. Again, I'm a little skeptical that like all these women are actually the ones like doing. Well, in this case, Joseph seems like an awesome guy. Misconduct. Yeah. From from what's being written in Genesis. Well, I mean, he's got plenty of people to back up his story. He helped out so many people in his life. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he probably sexually harassed Potiphar's wife. That seems like a good guy. Whatever. <laughs> Stop making excuses for the patriarchy. <laughs> um, just making excuses for the patriarchs in this case. So then he gets thrown in jail. Okay. Where he immediately becomes the best dude in jail. Everybody's yeah. like, whoa, you cool. <laughs> yeah. You're and in charge now. Yeah, they put him in charge of all the other prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't get him like beaten up or whatever. Uh, th- no, because he because everybody in the prison is like, this yeah, I want, this, I want this guy in charge this of me. Cool. He's going to do right by us. He interprets a couple dreams mm-hmm. from of the cupbearer, the royal cupbearer and the royal baker who are in jail <laughs> for yes. unspecified reasons. They pissed off the king. <laughs> and then like the baker gets executed mm-hmm. as Joseph predicted. Mm-hmm. Cupbearer gets restored to his position as Joseph predicted. Like what... I'm just imagining from the king's point of view, mm-hmm. the pharaoh's point of view, sending someone to jail right, for months and then being like, oh, just kidding. I want you back on my, I want you to give me my food. So here's, how I, trust I, you here's how I imagine going down. Okay. There was a poison scare, like the king's taster died. Uh-huh. And then he was like, there are only two people that could, that touched the food last. Uh-huh. These two guys. And I don't know for sure which one did it. Send them both to jail. This is like another riddle. Like a fox, hen, corn thing. Totally, like, totally. The cupbearer works on Sundays mm-hmm. and wears white shoes. <laughs> he lives in a red house, but he yeah. doesn't live next door yeah. to the baker. Yeah. Much later, the baker like pulls some bullshit where he forgets about Joseph immediately. Well, the cupbearer. Yeah, whatever. The baker whatever. got executed. Yeah. He's like, he's like, gets out and immediately, like you're supposed to, puts all of prison behind you. Yeah, he's just taking it one day at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then much later, did his time. much later, Pharaoh's like, I can have these fucked up dreams. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, Dude, I forgot that there was this. Oh, man. I know this really sick dream interpreter. And I'm my face is red because he's been languishing in jail for like five <laughs> years. I could have easily gotten him out the day I got out. But like, you know, it's not like five years, though, right? Isn't it like some months? I don't know. I don't, <clears> I don't felt know. like five years. <laughs> um, so then he interprets Pharaoh's dreams. Mm-hmm. And Pharaoh's so grateful that he makes him his right hand man. Yep. And then he immediately is the best in the world at that. And yeah, and he's and he's basically like ruling Egypt. And yeah. and it's like there's it's said multiple times like he's as powerful as Pharaoh. Um, Pharaoh gives him free reign to do anything he wants, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And the dreams that he interpreted were about seven years of abundance and followed by seven years of famine. And so he's like, during the abundance, we need to store up a bunch of food and then we'll get through the famine. All right. And that's exactly what happens. Yep. Nailed it. He got it in one. Got it in one. Mm-hmm. The pharaoh was really grateful even before that happened, and he had no way of knowing if that was actually going to be true. But he immediately knew it was true. <laughs> so eventually wanna... the time comes that there's the actual famine happens. And Joseph is totally right. Egypt has enough food. Everything's going great. Um, and the main thing that drives the story forward in this part is like the fact that all his brothers are, of course, suffering from the exact same famine. So they eventually have to come to the city, to Egypt or whatever, to buy grain. From Joseph. To buy stored grain. Also, this is, I believe, why Ben Carson thinks that the pyramids Ooh. 
Ooh. our grain storage. Wow. I think that because like in Genesis, mm-hmm. a bunch of people have to come to Egypt to get to stored get grain. Fresh grain. Yeah. Delicious grain. Well, it's not fresh. It's stored. Yeah. Anyway, Jacob's brothers all show up, all of them except Benjamin. Correct. Because Benjamin, again, is just sitting on his dad's lap. Well, yeah, because he's the favorite. Now that Joseph is is supposedly dead, Mm -hmm. Benjamin is the total favorite. Yeah. Because he's the only son left from Rachel, who by this point has died. And Leah has died, too. They go there to get a bunch of grain. They and they interact with Joseph in disguise. He pretends to think they're spies. Right. Um, and he starts interrogating them. And he's and like, he's you like, have to come back with all of your brothers. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. How many of you are there? Is your father still alive? And they answer all the questions naively. Right. And then he's like, oh, you have a younger brother? Well, then you have to go get him. So they leave Simeon as collateral. Yes. And they go to get Benjamin. Yeah. And I love this line. This was a footnote in my Bible after this, after they go back home. Um, Simeon, left as a hostage in Egypt, is apparently forgotten for the brothers' return only when more grain is needed. Oh, like, <laughs> oh yeah, they do. <laughs> they're just like, whatever. We got ten other brothers, you know, a bunch, yeah, yeah. So Simeon just Jacob's literally like, which sits one in, was that? Eh. <laughs> he sits in jail until they get hungry. So they come back. They bring extra money, and they're like, "We want some more grain." They like have dinner together, and then Joseph reveals himself, right? And they're like, "Oh, sorry about that." Selling you into whatever. Mm-hmm. I and don't then, remember. I think it was Judah's idea. It was Simeon's idea. He's already in jail. Sure. So then basically they go and get their dad. They all come back to Egypt. Right. And Pharaoh, um, Pharaoh basically says to, to Joseph, like, oh, what? You have a family? Go get them all. Yeah. Like they got to live Pharaoh here. Loves Joseph. Mm-hmm. Joseph like fucking fixes life. And oh, and then like right here, he also like extorts oh this part is crazy he like all the starving egyptian citizens are like at first they at first it's like at first they paid for grain with money yeah then they ran out of money then joseph was like i'll take your land i'll take no he's first he's like i'll take your livestock Ah. and so they pay in livestock and then he's like okay well then they're like we're still starving yeah and they're like well you can pay me in land and so now he like extorts everybody into paying 20 percent of their land 20 percent of their crops to Pharaoh. Well, there's one step in between there where he, where they're like, he now the Pharaoh owns all the land, owns all the livestock, yeah, yeah. has all the money, yeah, which you would think Except would like, the break priests. the economy. Except for the priests. But regardless, yeah. Um, and then the people are still like, well, we're hungry. What if we became your slaves? And he's like, perfect. Everybody's Pharaoh's slave right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so that Pharaoh owns everybody. Pharaoh yeah. owns literally everybody in Egypt. So uh, obviously Pharaoh loves Joseph who <laughs> put this all together. Yeah. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. Joseph has married an Egyptian woman. Yes. And has had two kids. Right. Um, and so they get Jacob. All the all the family comes to live in Egypt and Pharaoh gives them like good land yeah. in Goshen. And then Jacob like steals Joseph's two sons. Uh, yeah. And so he's the, like, he's like, they're mine now. Yeah. He's like, they're my sons now. And then he gives them his blessing. Mm-hmm. The blessing here is so cool. Oh, when he goes, when he goes by name. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So on this is like the ending, the ending of Genesis is Jacob on his deathbed and he's um, like addressing all of his children. Yes. Okay. So first up, Reuben, the oldest. And he's like, Reuben, well, I'm going to read directly. Reuben, you're my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. But <laughs> you went up onto your father's bed, onto my couch oh, and defiled that. it. So... Reuben doesn't get a blessing because 
he fucked a stepmom mm-hmm. by Reuben. Simeon and Levi both get cursed. Yeah. And Simeon really got <laughs> fucking I'm glad that I'm glad that they eventually got him out of jail, though. <laughs> I was kind of afraid that they would never remember him, you know? They get cursed just because, like, they're violent. Mm-hmm. He's like, y'all have anger issues. Bye. Weapons of violence are their swords, is what it that says. That seems pretty tautological. <laughs> I agree. Judah gets hella blessed, yes. even though he's the one who sold Joseph away. Then we get, you know, ultra mega blessings for Joseph. Yep. All the classic stuff, you know, offspring like sand, on yeah. uncountable stars, etc. And, uh, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. And they bury him in the same cave of the patriarchs. That's where everyone is buried, all the men and women. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph lives for 100 years, 110 years, and then he dies too. And that's the book of Genesis. Mm-hmm. So that that wraps up Genesis. So this is my first time through the Bible. This is my first time reading any of this stuff. So I'm like, I have this idealized version of the Bible in my mind about all the kinds of stories that'll be in it and all the stuff. So I want to compare these books to my idealized version of the Bible. Like, is this what I expected when I got into this? Fair enough. And So what were you expecting? This, pretty much this. This had everything, okay? Like, this had... Who begat whom? Check. Yeah, like a million of those. This had the like beginning of time stuff. Stories that I didn't quite understand the the lesson of that like didn't seem to go much of anywhere, but then ended. Plus the end section, the Joseph section, had a real nice narrative. Yeah. It, it they sort of settled down. Yeah. Focused on Joseph. Yeah. So like if you were gonna give it a rating, uh-huh. what how would you rate it? I would Give it eight out of nine creeping things that creep upon their bellies. You, if they're only nine, you're not going to make it out of ten? No, eight out of nine. Okay. Eight out of nine creeping beasts that creep on That's their bellies. That's my highest ever rating. All right. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four speckled goats out of six. Four out of six? Yeah. Okay. Where um, do you think it lost goats on this one? Lost one goat for all. Of the <laughs> women hating shit? All of the women hating bullshit. <laughs> That's fair. And... And lost another goat for fucking over all the oldest kids. Okay. Well, you know what? Those are totally fair reasons. Um, But I think that's probably going to do it for us today. All Uh, right. Thank you for listening so much. We'll be back in another two weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can do us a huge favor by rating us on iTunes uh, unless you didn't like it. Oh. If you want to give us like five out of five speckled goats. Sure. Then like... Just give like smash that motherfucking goat button. <laughs> That's right. Find the goat button, press it, and you can find more instructions on how to subscribe or how to rate us or whatever you want on our website. Our website is sundayschooldropouts.lol. Oh yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Sundayschooldropouts.lol. That's our literal website where you can actually go. Come check us out. You can find all the details there. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and yeah, so we'll see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing the next book of the Bible, which I know, and I'm not killing time because I don't remember the name of. It's Exodus. Exodus. We're going to check in with our buddy Moses. What I was going to say. But look, we appreciate you listening. I hope you come back. Your mother and I love you very much. Are you Are you, are you and mom getting divorced? <laughs> no. We'll be back. <laughs> oh, okay. We're just leaving for two weeks. Okay, cool. That Don't seems throw reasonable. any parties. We love you. Awesome. Until next time, I'm Lauren O'Neill. I'm Nico Bakulich. And we'll see you on Sunday. Bye.